Welcome to Zeocast, six questions for industry leaders in unmanned aerial systems, geospatial, and the industries that surround them. Brought to you by Zeo Air. Sit back and enjoy this week's guest. Our next guest on Zeocast is Ryan Walsh. Ryan is the co-founder and CEO of Valkari. A natural-born innovator, Ryan has been an integral part of the creation of Valkari's patented drone delivery station. In addition to product development, Ryan also manages the company's intellectual property and strategic partnerships in an effort to ultimately reshape the future of the global logistics industry. Ryan's focus and determination stems from his six years in the U.S. Army, where he served three tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan with the 75th Ranger Regiment. Ryan learned how to lead elite teams through new and challenging situations with limited resources and still uses these principles today. Valkari was named among top 50 startups to watch in 2020 by Built in Chicago. The company also won the 2020 Timmy Awards for Best Tech Startup in North America. Join me in welcoming Ryan Walsh. Ryan Walsh, thank you so much for joining us on ZOCast today. It's so great to have you. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. I'm excited to speak with you. Absolutely. Uh, you're working on so many interesting things. We want to get into that. But first, uh, we want to understand what your background is in aviation technology and applied applications. Tell us a little bit more about you. So I started in special operations um, and I was getting in right uh, in about 2003, 2004 uh, when uh, drones were really starting to enter the battlefield. And it always amazed me how quickly they adapted from, um, you know, supporting assets to you know, really being prime assets on a lot of the missions. And while I never worked on the, the drones directly, uh, it was something I kept a careful eye on you know because we had to know the capabilities of them and uh, all the different operational strengths and just seeing the advancements they made was really just something that caught me by surprise Um, and so when I had gotten out of the military and started a few small businesses with my co-founder Alex um, we were really focusing on customer experience and uh, you know focusing on different trends in in technology Um, When I was studying economics, the Industrial Revolution and the trends associated with those were something I paid very close attention to. And it all kind of came together in in 2013 when we started focusing on drones. Um, It was an area we thought was almost a certainty. Um, So Alex and I really dove into looking at how they would impact everyday society. Wow. So you've been at this for a little while now. So, you know, what are you creating exactly uh, at Velcari? Tell us about what's happening at, at, at the company. Sure. So we're building um, universal drone infrastructure. So, you know, that seems to be an often overlooked area in the drone market. Um, where are the packages going to be dropped off? Where are they going to be picked up? And even something we saw in, in early trials, uh, you know, in the African market and Vanuatu, a lot of the times you'll have these village nurses or um, very specialized staff that had to take time away from care to provide aerial operations and become essentially flight crew. And so we saw that as uh, something that needed to be automated so those people could provide the care and their, their specialty to you know, the people that needed it. Um, you know, drones are inherently uh, flying robots. 
with spinning blades. And so there's a level of risk that needs to be mitigated. And so we wanted to figure out how we could mitigate that risk and provide uh, a frictionless customer experience. And that really led itself to uh, designing um, the, the ground infrastructure where the packages will be dropped off and picked up and the drones will be charged um, and how that can separate the, the customer and the drone so you don't have any of those risks in the operations. Wow, that is, that. I mean, that, that's what's needed. Um, when you think about this industry, there's a lot of promises around, you know, what, how, and when. And um, there are a lot of gaps. There's, there's a lot of gaps in the infrastructure to bring this to life. And so when you look at the industry and how it is coming to life from your perspective, um, what are some of the more, you know, if you can share some of the details from an infrastructure perspective that make, you know, a, a solution like Velkari work and, and, and where are the gaps? You know, we see a lot of the things that people are working on, such as the traffic control and different mechanisms for, for tracking the drones at scale. You know, a lot of the connectivity like 5G, but a lot of it is just surface level stuff. Like how is a customer going to get their packages, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the, the end customer doesn't necessarily care about a lot of those details. They just want a better service than what they have now. And drones offer that, right? It's cheaper, it's faster, it's um, much more in line with, what they're expecting um but you know there's there's a lot of ways people are going about that whether it's you know winch systems or um you know different hybrid applications um and so we were looking at it saying how do we combine all of these so we built our landing stations uh to work with any drone airframe whether the drone lands whether it drops or whether it winches a package down um as well as integrates with traditional deliveries um because at the end of the day, right, it has to be as, as seamless as possible for the customer. Um, and so that's really where we were focusing on, um, which we saw as a major gap. Um, you know, the other areas around the drone industry that could really use uh, a bit of gap filling, so to speak, um, are really starting to come together, but it's proven to be quite the ecosystem. Um, companies that really try to solve it all in one, all in house, um, tend to have a lot more, the, the, they bit off a lot more than they could chew, it seems like. And so uh, we really believe in that ecosystem approach and bringing together all the technologies that are required in, in a partnership or consortium fashion. Absolutely. Wow. And so when, when you think about the applications that will be first to market, you know, we, we've seen medical uh, testing going on, but, you know, there's also the testing with sundries and novelties and food items uh, with wing. Um, what applications do you think will, will be first and, and why and how? Sure. So there's a few that are starting to really pop up in, in our uh, experience. There's definitely maritime um, you know, port operations. We just got pulled into uh, the Pier 71 accelerator in Singapore because there's a very high need for this in, in port applications, um, which I think is going to be very easy to implement comparatively because there's, you know, no flight over people, um, a drone, you know, having a, a, a situation over water uh, tends to be much more um, risk friendly than over a populated area. Um, and so it's a great area to, to really prove out some of these models and, and different technologies. Um, industrial applications, especially in remote areas, you know, resupplying uh, parts on demand or 
Um, you know, if you think of uh, an oil well, for instance, if a part goes down, a small bolt pops or something, it could be millions of dollars an hour. And it's really important to be able to get something there uh, in a hurry. And so, you know, there's a lot of economic opportunities for those with very little risk. Um, we really like the golf course application because it's all within line of sight. Um, there's a lot of obstacles and hazards on a golf course to fly over that aren't over the path where people are. Um, and so, you know, we see that as a very near-term market. Um, and then obviously medical, you know, it's high criticality. So there's um, much more willingness on the regulators parts to approve those type of operations but it really runs the gamut i mean we're seeing so many different types of operations that really utilize the same technology i mean very little changes from one application to the other from what we're seeing mm -hmm. and you and, and you you are seeing this application both for smaller you know drones below 55 pounds as well as larger ones as well correct yeah, the, the mid-mile larger drones are really starting to pop up more and more, and I'm really surprised by uh, how much has come out of the mid-mile teams in the last uh, year and a half, two years. It's, it's really been incredible, and um, you know we have plans to be able to support those with ground infrastructure in the future, so um, it's definitely an area we're keeping an eye on. So what, what are the biggest challenges and hurdles that we need to overcome for this integration to, to really be safe? You know, you mentioned the fact that in some instances we do not have to fly over people in some of these earlier use cases. Um, what, are the, what are the biggest challenges that you think uh, exist? I think it comes down to a domino effect because the regulators, especially in the United States, have been um, a little more hesitant to uh, implement some of the the testing capabilities, although that's changing, right? Uh, that new corridor up in New York and a lot of these mm -hmm. test markets that are coming together. Um, but that's what's going to be required to prove out the, the different technology stacks and, um, you know, being able to repeat those in commercial environments that allow for it, uh, especially the low risk ones, um, are really what's going to provide the opportunities for more investment dollars to flow in. Um, and then, Obviously, that translates to a much broader use case and, and a much more mainstream adoption. Uh, so I think it starts with the regulators. Um, you know, it's something we've seen is um, as much money is flowing into the drone market. People are still somewhat hesitant because of the nascency of it and not having, um, you know, a clear cut path to revenue, especially in the U.S., right? MANA was able to raise a significant amount of money in Ireland because they had a very clear-cut path to commercialization, which we're just not seeing the same uh, in the U.S. right now. Mm, that was that was one of my follow-on questions. I'm so glad that you that you answered that. Yeah, you, you've got some other places where people are going to do testing and, and receiving investment, uh, but just because there's fewer regulations and there's a little bit more of an appetite uh, for a lot of this early stage, uh, you know, advanced tech. And so, you know, based on that, um, you know, what is your vision for the future, and and how will uh, Velcari lead that vision? I mean, is this I mean, will AI take over? I mean, what, what, what's your vision for how all this will look in the future as it relates to delivery? You know, it's funny if you look at um, pictures of streets and cities back in, you know, early 1900s to 1910, it was full of horses. And everybody said that cars were never going to be a widespread adoption. And then you look at 1915 pictures and it's all cars. There's, there's no horses on the street, right? And it's going to be 
very similar with drones. I mean, it's, it's something that's going to happen quickly. Um, and because the economic models make so much sense and it's so much more cost effective in, in green energy than what we're using now, I think there's going to be a very, very quick adoption. Um, so it's really about getting through this almost uh, teenage period where a lot of the partnerships are coming together. A lot of the use cases are getting proved out. And, you know, when the uh, regulations finally allow for everything to happen at scale, um, it's going to happen very quickly. Um, you know, I do see that AI is going to control a lot of it. Um, I think we're going to have applications where you'll have one pilot overseeing, you know, fleets of drones and only stepping in in the case of emergencies and situations like that, which is just going to drive the economic uh, models that much more favorably. Um, you know, where we see supporting the, the market is providing that ground infrastructure. You know, we've done so much testing and we've really done everything we possibly can to look at all the different possibilities and edge cases and different applications, delivery methods, different drone airframes, um, and really looked at how this is going to come together when the time comes. Um, and so, you know, our goal is to provide the, the mailboxes and the ground infrastructure in front of every home and business across the world. Uh, so we really want to be the market leaders in that specific area. So do you think in 2035, I'll be able to get every package and, and everything that I order coming by drone? I'm hoping it's much sooner than that. I right. think, you know, the, the progress we made just from 2018 until now has been just mind blowing, just exponential growth year over year. Um, so by 2025, I really see a, a much, much bigger uh, portion of the market being capitalized on by drones. And by 2030, it's going to be just common everywhere. Um, I remember we were looking to send just some market uh, data to investors back in 2018. And, and we were searching and we were having trouble finding a dozen articles that were relevant for what we needed to send. And now, you know, I get uh, a dozen in my inbox every day just through the various publications. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's really taking off at a rapid rate. And, you know, I think the next few years are going to be critical in that mainstream adoption. Well, that is fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to following uh, your success and where you're going here in the market as a, as, a, as a visionary. So those have been your six questions, Ryan Walsh. We want to thank you, and we look forward to having you back to talk more about what's happening with uh, drone delivery. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Brownwin. It's been a pleasure being on here. Absolutely. Take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Geocast is a podcast dedicated to all things unmanned and geospatial. Only six questions per guest so you can get the essence of their wisdom. Brought to you by Zeo Air, an outsourced AI-based drone services and data management company. www.zeoair.com